0: Welcome back to the Building Blocks podcast brought to you by SS&C Alps Advisors. I'm Carl Zeller, and our guest today is Nick Tenora, Portfolio Manager of the Alps Active REIT ETF. Ticker is REIT. Nick, welcome back.
1: Thanks for having me. In
0: this episode, we're going to talk about the recent performance of REITs in November and some of the drivers behind that we're also going to take a longer term view and discuss how REITs have historically performed after Fed tightening cycles have ended and how listed REITs have performed when REITs have been trading at a significant discount to their net asset value. Both are relevant today and supportive of why we believe investors should consider adding listed REITs to portfolio allocations Nick, in our previous podcast, we spoke about cycles, and you mentioned your view that perhaps REITs were in the process of forming a bottom. REITs ended the month of November up to about 12% and were the second best performing sector in the S&P 500. What are your thoughts on the recent performance of REITs in November?
1: November was a nice month for REITs and REIT returns, as you said. It has been our view that sentiment has been overly negative for some period of time, Property fundamentals are in good shape. Earnings season came through also in good shape. The sector has growth in net operating income, high occupancy rates, and limited and declining amounts of new development. Of course, there are exceptions in parts of the office market, as an example. We also didn't have any significant balance sheet issues in the public market. Uh, the stories you may read about with real estate companies and owners having issues tend to be private owners that have impaired assets and poor capital structures. What really changed in November was the sentiment and dynamic around interest rates and the cost of capital. So we went from a dynamic where people were focused on, would the Fed continue raising? Were they done raising? And what does higher for longer mean? To a situation where I think there's a greater belief among market participants that maybe the Fed is done, and the next move might be a reduction. In response to this, uh, cost of capital and discount rates moved. As an example, the 10-year Treasury yield went from 5% to 4.3% in short order, and assets such as REITs had a nice pop up, as you said, about 12% in the month.
0: Nick, you mentioned that the expectation might be that the Fed may be at the end of a tightening cycle. Walk us through how REITs have performed at the end of prior Fed tightening cycles.
1: Well, there are limited data points, but the data we do have is quite compelling. REITs have historically outperformed after Fed tightening cycles, and they've outperformed both public equities in terms of the S&P 500, in private real estate and actually outperforming private real estate by a very significant amount. Over the last uh three decades, so the data points go back to nineteen ninety-five. REITs have returned ten percent over the following three months, fifteen point four percent over the following six months, and twenty-one percent over the following twelve months. And there's We don't know when the bottom is and what the magnitude of any change might be, but I think this relationship is likely to remain constant over the next tightening cycle. The the data we have is pretty compelling, and it's our expectation that these trends should continue at the end of this tightening cycle as well.
0: You've also frequently talked about the continued valuation of REITs at a meaningful discount to net asset value. How have REITs performed historically when trading at deep discounts to NAV?
1: It's our view the normal range around net asset value is plus or minus 10%. When you get extremes, so for example, greater than a 20% discount, they tend not to last. The discount to net asset value of the REIT market at September 30th was 27%. And of course, as we've got positive returns and a a pop in November, that discount to net asset value has gone down, and not unexpectedly, of course. The two most recent periods we have to study from are the GFC in 2008-2009, and then the COVID trough, which we put at March of 2020. For the global financial crisis, REITs were up a crazy amount, of course, after being down uh, a significant amount leading into it. Um, and private real estate coming out was kind of flattish. A big part of that was due to the appraisal lag, and some of it due to a lack of capital or a, a, the REITs had a capital advantage coming out of that crisis, let's say it that way. And then REITs also outperformed equities over that time period coming out of the GFC. If we look at the COVID trough, REITs performed quite well over the next year. They were up about 46%. Private real estate, again, was flattish for some of the same reasons. And REITs lagged equities a bit. And I think in this case, it was because of the nature of that crisis. Uh, Some of the tech companies did really well coming out of that. and where there were some work from home issues in office, as an example, and so that I think explains that dynamic in relationship. Of course, one never knows the timing or the magnitude of inflection points, but we certainly believe this scenario and relationship should generally hold over the next NAV uh, trough and inflection point. The other thing I'd like to mention is the discounting aggregate has narrowed a bit. But if you drill down into sectors and stocks, it still becomes really interesting, and there are still some really deep discounts, which we think are unwarranted. If we look at some of the sectors, for example, hotels are trading at a 24% discount to NAV, storage 20%, single-family rentals 19%, and apartments 16%. In our opinion, these are discount levels that will not last and in general are not warranted. And if you look at individual names in these sectors, you see some further outliers at deeper discounts and some names at premiums, quite frankly. When you look at some of these differences and the data over the years, again, is also quite compelling about the benefits of active management in this sector.
0: So just to take a minute to summarize our conversation, we believe now is a potentially attractive entry point for investors in REITs. Given the historical data around listed REITs outperforming after a Fed tightening cycle ends, as well as the outperformance of REITs after they've been trading at a significant discount to net asset value, And a way for investors to access and navigate the nuances of the listed real estate market is through the ALPS Active REIT ETF, which is an actively managed REIT strategy in a low-cost, tax-efficient, and fully transparent ETF structure. And in February of 2021, nearly three years ago, we partnered with GSI Capital Advisors, uh, a sub-advisor specializing in listed real estate with 17 years of managing a REIT strategy With consistent alpha generation over different cycles and market conditions. And you can find more information out about the Alps Active REIT ETF by visiting alpsfunds.com. And the ticker is easy to remember. It's REIT. Yes, that's R-E-I-T. Thanks for taking the time to listen to our call. And Nick, as always, we appreciate your insights.
1: Thank you again.